Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, April 2nd in the year 2023. And it is just approaching dusk. It's still very blue in the sky, but it is later in the afternoon. And I am on the patio, so if you hear birds chirping, animals calling, we are outside in nature, and that's a good thing. So, Welcome to April. This is April. Can you believe it? We are in the fourth month of the year. I cannot believe it. It seems a minute ago it was New Year's and it was then Chinese New Year's and it was, you know, Uranus going direct and I was saying, hey, the New Year is beginning now. So we are now in April and today is Palm Sunday in the Catholic tradition, which means next Sunday is Easter. And so this is a time of rebirth and death and rebirth in that Catholic sense, you know, if, if you know anything about Christian mythology and Christianity, you know the story of Easter. And so rebirth is a really good place to start um, because we are in a place of leaving, and there's the wood rail calling, we are in a place of leaving behind the old and welcoming the new with Pluto, leaving Capricorn and going into Aquarius. And we are leaving behind a lot of energies from 2008. And I talked about this last week, and I'm talking about it again because we're not finished. The second half of this year is all going to be about Pluto going back into Capricorn and us finishing up that journey. And I have felt a lot of energies. It's been complicated. Sleeping has been complicated. We're shifting out of one thing and moving into something else. And all of this has something to do with Pluto realigning itself in a new sign. And many of us have not, like really, that ha- that's still an adjustment period for all of us. So this is a nice adjustment until mid-June. And then Pluto will go back into Capricorn and come back into Aquarius next January. This is a profound shift. Lots of stuff may come up in your subconscious while you're sleeping. Like I said, sleeping has been difficult. And it's like there are two nights when I sleep and then there are nights when I don't. And then there are more nights when I don't sleep and there are more nights when I do. So it's, it's anybody's guess when I hop into bed at night what it's going to feel like. And other people are, have been telling me that too. It's been strange for people. So it is a very profound transformation and shift. And it's not simple. Okay? It's not simple. We are looking at where death and rebirth play a role in our lives and how they've played a role in our lives. And, and, you know, that's, that is, yes, the nature of the time it's Easter, but it's also Pluto is the planet of death and resurrection and renaissance and regeneration and how we leave behind something and we embrace something new. I know that each of us has felt this on a certain level. I'm particularly sensitive to this. So I am definitely in the place of, you know, feeling the change to Pluto and Aquarius from Pluto and Capricorn. And there's lots of things going on in the world that support that. Um, Aquarius is a lot about humanity and humanitarian activities and altruism and philanthropy. And Aquarius really does bring us to a place where we start to notice more about humanity and how we want to participate and contribute. Um, I, my, my coach, um, 
Yurland, she was giving a, a Instagram live a few minutes ago and she was talking about how about just being a good human. And she's saying, you know, we're always talking about this in the spiritual community, love and light. And she said, but really, do we go out and are we a good human? And she was talking about some of the people she ran across by being in, in the north of Costa Rica these past few days and how she was um, really uh, moved to help some people who were just in a position where they couldn't help themselves, like elderly people and stuff. And so, you know, Aquarius can sometimes be the people who live on the fringe, the people who are in uh, situations that are like their their thinking and their their place in society is like they're they're a little bit of a misfit. Aquarius is the revolutionary, but the outcast. Aquarius is the genius, the brilliance, but maybe, you know, a little crazy. Um, it's that paradox. So we are always with Aquarius embracing all of this in this big collective stew. And the energies around us right now are introducing us more to what Aquarius looks like. Aquarius is a fixed sign. Aquarius is a little stubborn. And they once they get an idea in their head, and I can vouch for this because I'm an Aquarius, once we get an idea in our heads, it's hard for us to let it go. And, and we have to really um, sit with it and feel like how we can best serve humanity and ourselves with these ideas or whatever we feel like we want to participate in. But Aquarius is very fixed. It's an air sign. So Capricorn is earth. So all that earth energy from Capricorn is changing and shifting to something more cerebral. Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra are all more cerebral. Um, they're more brainy because they're air signs. And people think sometimes that Aquarius is a water sign, and it's not. Um, Pouring knowledge. That's what the water bearer is doing. He's got a jug of knowledge. That's what he is revealing. And in this time with Pluto and Aquarius, it's a time to sort of re-educate ourselves in, in many ways. And um, where we can gain knowledge about ourselves, about humanity, about the collective. So that is something very important in this moment. Um, Aquarius is you know, also the group, the community, the revolutionary. There could be factions that surface at this time that are interesting and different. And the one thing about Aquarius is they sometimes think that their way is the right way, whether, whether it is or not. And for them to see outside their own box is really important. And so I know that. I know that for sure. So it's important for us Aquarians to to really feel like, um, you know, we're we're balanced in our ideas because our ideas can run away with us. You know, we could just we can get run away with our ideas. So, in the meantime, speaking of ideas, I want to take this moment to do a tiny bit of housekeeping and say I am giving a class on the 11th of April. It's a Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And it is called How to Be a Goddess in the Masculine World. And this class is about the balancing and the polarities of masculine and feminine. Not necessarily male and female. Each of us contain masculine and feminine within us. And 
how we use these energies in our work, in our money life, our finances, and in our relationships, all relationships, whether it's work, personal, family, how we use these energies. And we'd be surprised to learn a lot about the dynamics of the masculine and the feminine and how we are set up to use these energies each and every day and how we work with these energies in our life. It's going to be really interesting. It's not about astrology. This is not a class I'm giving about astrology. It's a master class on the dynamics and the polarities and how we can use them to our advantage, our best advantage in our life. And it's so important because we're using these energies every day anyway. And to raise our awareness about the percentage of time spent in the masculine or the feminine and how you want to shift and change that and how that will help you grow in your life and receive and get everything you need and what you want in your life. So I invite you, definitely join me on the 11th. You can uh, register for that. It's on my website, book online, go to the goldenastrologer.com book online and you will receive it there. You can go scroll through the offers and you'll see that. And then there's, uh, my stories on Instagram. I've been putting it there and in my little offers section on my Instagram, the golden astrologer, you can find it there. And you can also write to me if you don't know um, where those other things are. So you can write to me, Deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com and I can give you the link to sign up for this lovely class, this masterclass. It's $77 and it's going to probably run at least an hour and a half, if not to two hours with questions and answers. So join me. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. It's enlightening. It's going to be great. And so as we move into talking about you know, this week ahead, we've got a full moon and the full moon is in Libra. And that is going to be interesting. You know, whenever we have a full moon, the sun is in one sign, the moon is in the opposite sign. So you're probably seeing the moon become full at night and the sun is in Aries and the moon will be in Libra. And that will be Wednesday. Well, in my region of the world, it's going to be about 1130 at night on Wednesday. In the Eastern time zone, it's going to be Thursday, about 1230 a.m. So it's the full moon. It's 16 degrees of Libra. The sun will be 16 degrees Aries. Now, this is a special full moon. First of all, the sun, which is the energetic vitality and our life force, is in Aries, which is its sign of exaltation. And it will be exalted at 19. And this is a few days before the exaltation of the sun in Aries. So it's very good. But uh, then there is the fact that this is a full moon. And the next lunation is in two weeks on the 19th of April. And that is a new moon, but it's a solar eclipse. And you know what that means? This Thursday, this full moon will open the door to the eclipse period. So it's not like we are in the eclipses already, but the energy from the eclipses is getting stirred up. And <laughs> so as if we aren't in enough shifting, changing, growing, moving, we are really in a place where now we're going to start opening the door to the eclipses. Ta-da! A few days after that eclipse, Mercury's going to go retrograde. So we're, we're, the second half of April is going to be very exciting. <laughs> so get ready. Um, when you look at this right now, 
I want you to be aware of the energies that surround you and what's going on after we get through Wednesday, Thursday this week and notice how th things start to pick up. Notice how the energies start to pick up their speed. This is something very, very potent, okay? And once we get to that, that nice eclipse on the 19th, well, we're going to talk about that in the next few weeks in the podcast, but that's, that is going to be at the very end of Aries. And what's so interesting about that, remember, remember two weeks ago we had, you know, the equinox, remember, and the new moon, and it was at the very beginning of Aries and the very beginning of the Zodiac. It's the first new moon in the new Zodiac right on the equinox point, right at the beginning of the Zodiac. Well, this is another new moon in Aries. Now, normally you have new moon, full moon, new moon, and that next new moon is in a different sign, right? Not happening this time. This is the second new moon in Aries we are going to have, one at zero degrees, one at 29 degrees. That's the beginning of the sign and the end of the sign. So they're sort of bracketed, this whole sign, this whole sign in Aries. Phenomenal energy. 29 Aries is very, very strong Aries energy because it's the last degree before we move into Taurus. So this eclipse... This particular one is not in Taurus, it's in Aries. It's another new moon in Aries. So you know how people say it's a blue moon when you have two full moons in the, in the same month? This is like two full moons, but it's really two new moons. So now we're going to have a second new moon. This is profound, and it kind of rounds up where we've been since that new moon a couple weeks ago when we started with the equinox. And I can't believe it's been two weeks. Time goes so quickly. And it is really a, a very interesting, interesting place where we're going to experience this energy. It's right before we go into Taurus. So it's very, very late at the very last moments of Aries before we, the sun was in to Taurus. And it will move into Taurus the next day. So it's so we're going to start seeing the energy moving, picking up, shifting. Now, I have my rules for eclipses. Between the two eclipses, that means there's one on the 19th of April. You can hear me turning my pages. And then there's one in early May. And that's the lunar eclipse, okay? And the lunar eclipse is the 5th. Friday the 5th, and that one occurs Scorpio-Taurus. So the moon will be in Scorpio, the sun will be in Taurus. And so what's going to happen, and that, that's the stronger one, because that one is closer to the nodes. I believe that, you know, from what I've been taught all my years of astrology, many decades, um, that when we get into the 19th until Friday the 5th, you don't start a new project. Don't even entertain it. I have had ideas for new projects during eclipses, ideas, and start to write them up, okay? And they went nowhere. Because between two eclipses is like what my teacher used to call a miscarriage. So rarely does it work that you encourage a brand new, brandy new idea and project during two eclipses. So the eclipses are potent, but they also bring a lot of emotions to the table and they start to clear out the old and they prepare us for the next thing. So we had eclipses six months ago. We had eclipses 
in October and November last year. And now we're back six months later having eclipses again. And this is the nature of eclipses. You know, the ancients really were wary of eclipses. I don't think that they're bad, but they're intense. And I don't think it's good to be bringing up new stuff during eclipse season. So it's just keep doing what you're doing. Besides, Mercury's going to go retrograde a few days later. So you just want to just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, if you are in Aries or if you are a Taurus, then you are going to probably, Scorpio, you're probably going to feel these things very strongly. And it is important to um, pay attention to what this energy is bringing because a lot of times with eclipses, we let things go, we clear things up, we come to, um, you know, clearing the decks, clearing the decks of, of old energies. And there's the wood rail. <laughs> and you should hear them at 4 a.m. I, <laughs> I don't know when they sleep. Um, so clearing up energies, clearing out stuff, eclipses help to clear things out and they bring things to the table. If you are, if you and your, your colleague or your partner or someone is, you're not discussing something, you're avoiding a conversation that needs to happen. It comes out during the eclipse. And the best thing that you can do is move with the energy and stay focused and be with the energy and not get emotionally carried away because that's what eclipses do. They get us carried away. And so as we move through this time, we are going to start seeing, you know, energy start to pick up and it was like, oh, things are getting heated. You watch the news, things get heated. I try to stay away from the news. There's enough energy in the world. Um, and so, you know, we, we need to start paying attention to that. So this is going to swing the door open to the eclipse period, but not be an eclipse yet. The eclipse is the 19th. We're going to talk more about that over the next couple weeks. And then once it's, you know, finished the 5th, with the second eclipse. Then two weeks later, we have another lunation, which will be another full moon. Oh, no, I'm sorry, new moon. It'll be another new moon because the full moon is the fifth, and then two weeks later, we'll have another new moon. And we have that new moon, and that is the kicking out of the eclipse period. The the door is shut. We move on. So I, I just... Whatever doesn't get resolved during the eclipses usually comes out on that last lunation. <laughs> eclipses. So the other thing is now tomorrow, Monday, the third, we are going to see the planet Mercury, planet of communication, go into the earthy sign of Taurus. So it's been whizzing through Aries very quickly. And tomorrow it will enter Taurus. Now this is very important for a number of reasons. Mercury enters Taurus at 12.22 p.m., right? And then what it's going to do is it's going to square Pluto, and that's Eastern time. Square Pluto at 2.55. So, uh, you know, a couple hours later, Mercury is going to make a significant aspect to Pluto. They are both in new signs. Pluto is now Aquarius. Marina, what do you need, baby? Pluto's now in Aquarius, and we need to pay attention to new energetics. Mercury is going to give us a taste of that. When it goes into um, Taurus tomorrow, it enters the fixed sign realm. It leaves the cardinal sign realm of Aries and it goes into fixed. 
So we get fixed ideas and fixed thoughts and fixity. You know, Mercury is is in a place of it being very focused and it gives it gives great energy for getting things done because she agrees with me. Um <laughs> it gets things done in a fixed earth sign. Taurus is the most fixed sign. It is the most earthy of all the earth signs. And so, but, but now we're dealing with a different dynamic and different energetics. You know, a few weeks ago, if Mercury was going to square, if Mercury was going to square Pluto, this is, was going to happen with Mercury and Aries and Pluto and Capricorn. Now it's, it's a whole new world. So this is a significant aspect that we're having right now. This is one of the more intros to Pluto and Aquarius, and this is going to be very interesting to watch. And it also warns against getting too attached, as fixed signs can be attached, attached to an idea or an ideology in this case with Pluto and Aquarius. So before you start latching yourself onto ideologies, be aware of, of your thoughts, where they're going. Does this serve you? Does it serve humanity? Does it serve the greater good? Think about that. And with Pluto in Aquarius, we are going to think about the greater good and the greater sense of humanity. So this is very, very interesting. Very interesting with Pluto and Mercury. And it can be obsessive thoughts too, because Pluto is, no matter where it is, Pluto can be obsessive. But it just brings a whole new highlight. And it can be extraordinarily creative. Taurus is a creative sign. So this is where we are. We're looking at Mercury talking to Pluto in the fixed signs for the first time. So this is something really, really interesting. Okay. Now, then we have our friend um, Venus, and she's in Taurus, and she is moving through Taurus this week, continuing through Taurus, and this is going to be like her last showdown in Taurus. And she entered Taurus before Pluto went into Aquarius, so she was like hanging out when it was in Capricorn. So now she's moving, 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 and she's going to move into Gemini, not this week, but in the coming weeks and days. And that's going to be very interesting because the following week she'll make an aspect to Saturn and Pluto at the same time. And it's going to be a totally different dynamic. But we're going to talk about that next week. So Venus will be challenging Saturn, but making a good aspect to Pluto. And so Venus is moving through her favorite sign of Taurus. Well, she loves Libra and Pisces too. But this is where she gets to get all earthy, nature, tend the garden, put my feet on the earth, creative. Okay. And this is where she gets to really spread her creative wings in that practical sense, but also in the nature sense. So get out into nature. She'll be there for another week, a week from tomorrow. She'll go into Gemini more on that next week when she gets involved with Saturn and Pluto. But right now, enjoy her. This is one of her favorite places and it's the best time for really getting outside and breathing and putting your feet on the earth and, you know, feeling that, feeling the nurturance of the great mother. And that's what Venus is good for there. 
But we are still contending with the transition of Pluto. And, you know, Mars, you know, moved signs, but it's not making this huge transition. It's not years and years and years in one place and then years in another place. Pluto does this. And Pluto really asks us to say goodbye to whatever it is that we worked on when it was in Capricorn for all those years. And Pluto asks us to completely let go and release everything. Now, um, I was looking at somebody on Instagram. It's this guy who's called Words Are Vibrations. And he said, there's a lot of grief in the air right now. And I think grief is a good word for this. Not because someone died, maybe someone did die, but because we're grieving the end of something. And we're grieving the end of a, a period of time that things were important and now we're moving to something else. And I feel that profoundly. And we are really processing, processing the end of a something in our lives. So what are you processing the end of? What is it that was relevant for those 15 years and now it's important for you to move forward and let that go? And attachment is not a good thing right now. Like we, we can't stay attached to the last 15 years. And I'm not saying, well, that's it. Bye. And you're just like closing the door on 15 years. It's a process. And I feel this so deeply and all of us do, you know, I'm a sponge for the collective. So I'm going to come along and mop up the emotions and I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel the uneasiness in the air, the, the nervous system adjustments we're all making, the grief of closing the door on something. And it doesn't mean, like I said, you know, it doesn't mean someone's dying or dead. It just could mean that that way of life or that something that we got really used to for a long time is coming to an end. And maybe you had precious time alone and now it's time for you to be in a relationship. Maybe you had a precious relationship and now it's time for you to have me time. Something is speaking to you right now that's leaving, ending, saying so long and it's asking you to step forward into something brand new. I know I talked about a whole bunch of this last week, but we're shifting, shifting, shifting into something new. Now, I did this masterclass back in February about Saturn going into Pisces and Pluto going into Aquarius. And I talked about the house that it was going in for a lot of people, you know, like each sign that you know, if you have it in the first house, etc. both Saturn and then Pluto. But Pluto, you're going to feel this more dramatically, and you probably already do. Your attention has shifted away from the last 15 years where it was going, and now what's next? And I think it's a great masterclass if you want it. Also, you can come find it on my website, uh, the golden astrologer.com book online, but you can also write to me like you can about the one that's coming up. And, um, it is important to acknowledge and release 
everything that's happened and open to what's next. Because this last 15 years, I mean, it's, it's over. It's, and you know, I know, I know it's a process. I know it's a process, but we have all taken a step forward in a major way. In a major way, we have taken a step forward and there's no going back. So there's only a tiptoe back to clean, like, you know, when you've moved out of a place and you've got to go back and you want to sweep up because all your furniture's gone, your belongings, everything's out of there, but you want to just go back and clean up a little bit. That's what it is. That's what we're going to have as we get into Pluto going back into Capricorn the latter half of June and for the next six months. It's, yeah, six months of sweeping up the old apartment, um, <laughs> the old house. It's, it's just going back to touch things a few more times. Now, there is going to be one more passage into Capricorn in 2024, but it's going to be brief. And it's just, it's not good. We're going to be so used to Pluto and Aquarius. It's going to be like, what is this? You know, it's, it'll be the final bump bump. And, but this one, this next one that comes after Pluto's like been in this Aquarius, we've already shifted paradigms. We're already shifting. We already know new things. We already feel something different. I mean, I felt it the same day, but that's me. Um, life may look the same. You drive the same car. You have the same clothes in your closet. Your tablecloth is the same as it was two weeks ago. You know, you put your dishes away the same way you always have, but you are changing and there's no going back deeply. I mean, it's been, whoosh, that's it, done. <laughs> done. That's it. It's a long journey. Um, it's been a long journey, 15 years of this. And when we step back into Capricorn, it will feel familiar, but it, it won't feel comfortable like it was. It'll be just like, okay, let's get this over with because we already want the new. Everybody wants growth. Everybody wants change. Everybody wants new things coming in their life because it's the right thing. Fresh ideas, fresh energies, fresh perspectives, fresh horizons. We, that's what we love. And, you know, holding on, it's very easy to try to stay holding on attached to the past, but it really is important for us to embrace this newness. And where are you feeling it in your life? Where are you embracing the new? And what is it about this that feels different? Like, what is it about your life that feels different? You might be walking around saying, oh, I can't put my finger on it, but something's changed. And that's more likely what it may be like. As of right now, we have the moon in Virgo, and it's going to stay in the earth sign of Virgo, asking us to look at our health, have a good um, night's sleep, do things that are nurturing to the body and the soul. And then it's going to stay in Virgo till Tuesday. It will go into Libra, which is about beauty and aesthetic. And we'll have it there for a few days and balance, harmony. And it will be there from Tuesday until Thursday. Now we're going to have that full moon in Libra, remember. And it will be then later on Thursday that it goes into Scorpio and almost... For some people, if you're in Europe or so, it might be Friday in the wee hours that it will go into Scorpio. It will stay in Scorpio Friday, Saturday, and then on Easter Sunday, it will go very early in the morning, this region of the world, it will go into 
Sagittarius, where it will stay the rest of Sunday and then into Monday the 10th. And then that's it. Then we get into a new week. So when I see you next week, and I have to say, I'm not sure what's happening in my life on Easter and if there's going to be Easter celebration. So I may do it early. I may do it late. I may do it the next day. We'll see when the podcast happens, but it will happen. <laughs> but it is a holiday. So and I'm not sure if we're celebrating or what we're doing here yet. So we usually do have something. Um, I invite you again to go to my new masterclass that I'm going to have. Tuesday the 11th. Any information about any of these master classes, you can always email me info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. My Instagram is thegoldenastrologer. I'm here on this podcast, The Golden Astrologer, on a weekly basis. And I invite you to let me know how are you doing? How is Pluto and Aquarius treating you so far? Um, would you like to see the other master class that I gave back in February about that? So this is a fascinating time. Stay close to yourself, journal about it, meditate on it, stay connected to what's happening in your life because it's deep, it's deep, deep, deep. This is a major transformation in the world, in all of us, in consciousness, and it is important to pay attention, stay connected, and recognize what's staying in your life, what's going in your life. And so important right now to let go of what you no longer need and to embrace the new. So I thank you for listening. It's a beautiful night here. Now it's nightfall and the crickets and the frogs are chirping and the dogs are barking in the background. <laughs> but I thank you so much for listening. Gratitude to each and every one with, of you. Have a beautiful week. This week is a holiday in Costa Rica. It's called Semana Santa, and people take off for the whole week. They start shutting down early on, you know, Friday, and then they're, they're the whole week ahead is off. Some people run their businesses, and then Thursday and Friday they're closed. And it's interesting because I always lived with Easter being the big holiday, and it's actually the week before Easter that's celebrated. Everybody goes to the beach here. So I don't know how. They're not going to church every day. They're going to the beach. <laughs> and this is the week I stay away from the beach. <laughs> but um, anyway, bless everyone's hearts for listening. Thank you so much. Gratitude to all. And I will see you next time.